Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and everyone in between, welcome to the world's greatest Nintendo Switch podcast. I am your host, Captain Probeard. Uh, I, I guess it's not quite the, Nint- the greatest Nintendo Switch podcast that's, you know, ever out there. But guess what? We're going to get there. How are we all doing? How you doing out there? Doing good? Good, good. I'm doing great. Doing amazing. Not too, not too many complaints on my side. Uh, I wanted to start doing a little quick... Not really a segment, but kind of like a quick question for you guys. Uh, and if you guys can all respond to me, whether it be on Amino, whatever uh, whatever Amino you're on that I'm on. Or if you just want to tweet me at Bradtronics, B-R-A-D-T-R-O-N-I-X. Uh, or if you catch me on, on stream, whether on Twitch on Thursdays, uh, there won't be a stream today. So that's unfortunate, but things are kind of getting in the way. Or you can catch me on Mondays on uh, dlive.tv forward slash capital B Bradtronics, B-R-A-D-T-R-O-N-I-X. You can catch me there on Mondays, usually in the early afternoon. So uh, what are you guys playing? Well, let, let, let me know. Now, I'm, I've am i been addicted to Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. That has been like my life <laughs> for, the past, uh, for the past little while, which, you know. Great game. I really enjoy it. And uh, if you guys picked it up, I hope you enjoy it as well. So let's uh, go ahead go ahead and get on with the news block. Guys, guess what? Nintendo Direct was officially confirmed for E3. It was announced for June 11th. I didn't actually see the time, but I imagine it's around 9 a.m. in the morning. That's usually when they do it on, at E3. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, nothing new there, but that pretty much... That pretty much... Uh, throws out any any idea of a of a may direct which is unfortunate but not unforeseen so uh yeah that's cool uh uh, and if you did not catch it there the uh sorry devil may cry is coming out on switch in summer now a lot of people are kind of speculating what does that mean for uh a devil like dante popping into smash uh it was officially said that Dante would not be in Smash unless there was a Devil May Cry game already on Nintendo Switch. That was the that was the big argument, and that was that was why everybody's like, "Well, why can't we just get Devil May Cry Five on Switch?" And nothing's nothing was really talked about. But now we have the first Devil May Cry coming to Switch, which is kind of cool. And what that means for Dante and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I don't really know. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but for you hopers out there, maybe it does. You know, maybe we might actually see Dante pop into Smash. That would be kind of cool. Now, for those who are looking forward to Cadence of Hyrule, which is like the first indie game to include Zelda characters in it, which is, in my opinion, a, I don't know, that's a huge boost for indie developers. Uh, that that means that, you know, we can get our hands on something that would, was normally locked behind, uh, like, vaulted doors. And now we have access to, to better assets. And, and better franchises and we can boost uh, we can boost knowledge of our of our individual companies and what we're able to do because of that which I think is amazing but Cadence of Hyrule is supposed to be releasing sometime in May I don't think we have an official date yet I would assume it's going to be between like May 25th to May 31st that's my assumption uh, I could be wrong they could come out sooner which would be great but I, I don't know uh, next on the list guess what guys there's Darksiders 2 rumors. Now, we already had Darksiders War Mastered Edition come out at the beginning of April. 
But there's been some stirrings lately that a Darksiders 2 remastered is coming to Switch. Is that going to happen? Hey, that'd be great. <laughs> I know a lot of people that prefer 2 to, to, to 1, because 2 is a little bit more... Uh, it's a little bit more Zelda-like and a little bit more athletic. Uh, Darksiders, the first one, focused on war, which is kind of like a big, tanky kind of dude. And Darksiders 2 focused on Death, who's kind of like this more slender, more athletic character, so he could do a lot of more, a lot more interesting things like running on walls and... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it felt a little bit more fluid. <clears throat> I guess that's the best way you can say it. So if this comes to Switch, that'd be great. That'd be really cool to see. No, another rumor that we just had. There was a Spanish retail listing, listing suggesting that Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory, is coming to Switch. Now, the, these retail listings pop up left and right. Now, whether that's, you know, that's for real, or if that kind of muffed things a little bit, so they're going to kind of pull back and wait a little while, I don't know. But, you know, that's that's that might be happening, which means we'll have a... I think there's already a Digimon game coming to Switch. But a Digimon story coming to Switch, I think would be kind of cool as well. Now, Undead Horde, if any of you heard of that, is also launching on Switch in May. I don't know that much about it. I just I just caught the uh, I caught the announcement and was like, hey, I should probably mention this to you guys. So, hey, if you're into that, dude, guy, dude, man, guy, bro, it's coming out in May. Uh, Project Eternal, which is like a uh, I think it's an indie developed. I'm not super sure, but it's an MMORPG. It, it's big. It's huge from what I've seen. It was announced for Switch, and from what I understand, it will be releasing in November. Now that's that's exciting. On Switch, we have a few MMORPGs, but they're all they're all very very small, as as small as an MMORPG can get. And uh, you know, I I've played Onigiri, which is an MMORPG. It was it was okay. I played Eternal Nights, which is an MMORPG. It was not okay. Uh, Onigiri is free, so if you want to give that a shot, do that. Uh, I suppose Warframe can kind of be considered an MMORPG, and that one's probably the best of the batch so far. Uh, but the only reason I would consider that an MMORPG is because there's one area that's like a complete open world. I believe it's on the planet Venus that so you just wander around, do whatever you want to do. That's about the only reason I would consider Warframe an MMORPG. But, you know, Twitch is on. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me pull something up real quick because I got a very, very interesting question. Uh, I, I was looking through... Oh, wrong thing. I was looking through the uh, Nintendo Switch Amino, and somebody asked a, a question. They, they put up a post that was... I don't know. The idea of it was very intriguing to me. Let me see if I can find it really fast. Uh, sorry. Hold on. Give me a second. I, I know that there's a way that I can go back and look at my posts. I kind of wish there was a way that I can go back and look at posts that I've commented on. That would make this a lot easier. But that's, that's another thing. Another argument entirely. While I'm doing this, hop on Twitter and let me know what uh, what you guys are playing. Or hop on Amino and let me know what you guys are playing. Some of you I, I'm, I'm already aware, but uh, that's okay. Tell me again. I'm totally cool with that.
Matt, how many people, how many posts do people pay, make on this thing? That's totally fine. I love it. You know, I actually sit down at night and like when I'm kind of trying to relax, uh, I, uh, I pop up and, uh, Amino and just kind of like sort through people's posts, see what, you know, people are talking about. Uh, and I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not finding it. So I apologize to this person. I, I'm so sorry. Uh, you, you put up a post asking this question and I thought it was so cool, but I, <laughs> Agent Golden, I believe it was Agent Golden who posted it. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, send me an amino message. Let me know. I'll give you a shout out in the next amino. I'm so sorry. I couldn't find the post again, but, uh, could there be or could a Nintendo, Nintendo Cinematic Universe work? A lot of people say, no, there's no way that could work. You know, there's so many different things, so many different characters, and it would just feel jumbled. In my opinion, that's kind of a... That, that's looking at it in a short term. That's looking at what DC Comics has been trying to do with their characters, trying to, like, shove them all into one or two films and hope they get the same thing as Marvel Cinematic Universe. The thing that Marvel did that was so interesting. They had their entire cinematic universe planned out before even the first movie came out. So they, they knew what, what was going to happen, how it was going to unfold. They knew what movies were coming out and how they were going to build up the characters. They, they were well aware of all of that. If that same thing happened, which knowing Nintendo and how much they love their franchises and how closely they guard their franchises, I could see them do that exact same thing if that could happen, yes, absolutely. There could be a Nintendo Cinematic Universe, and I think it could be just as epic as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it all kind of culminates into like this final battle with all these amazing Nintendo characters coming together and just fighting, I don't know. What I think what I think would be kind of cool is to see it kind of do like the Marvel thing, you know, you have like a movie featuring Mario and maybe Luigi will pop in here and there and you know, Peach will pop in here and there. And then have like a movie featuring Link where you see Zelda a few times, you see Ganondorf a few times. Obviously, Ganondorf would probably be the villain. But, uh, then, you know, so on and so forth with, with a couple different characters, all the main characters from like this, the first Super Smash Bros. And then like have this this culmination of all of those, all those, you know, first characters uh, from all the original characters from the Super Smash Bros., the first one, coming together in a uh in like an avengers style movie and then from there you see all these side characters coming out you know you see a movie based on luigi you see a movie based on zelda you see a movie based on uh like i don't know like ridley uh, that, that would be kind of cool i think and it goes on and on and you know we just see like the movies evolve i think that would be the best way to see it to see it happen just do the same thing Marvel did, you know, start with the main characters, start with the characters everybody knows or uh, everybody's familiar with to some degree, make a, make a culmination movie and then just move on, just branch out from there, do another culmination movie with everyone that's been there so far, branch out even further and just keep going. I think that could work. I think it'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, but moving on, let's see. Ooh, this is interesting. Nintendo had a investor's Q&A recently. And in this uh, Q&A, there was an interesting question asked that I'm going to bring up here. I'm actually just going to read the uh, Nintendo investor Q&A. The question was, 
The Nintendo 3DS sales plan is considerably scaled back this fiscal year. Do you intend to use a Nintendo Switch to go after the handheld game system market? I'd like to hear how you plan to revitalize the handheld game system market. Very interesting question. And Furukawa responded, Our plans for Nintendo 3DS sales this fiscal year are lower compared to the previous fiscal year, but the demand for Nintendo 3DS is stable, and I expect, I expect steady sales as we continue to position it as an entry-level game system differentiated from Nintendo Switch. As for Nintendo Switch, the lineup of software planned for release this year includes titles for series that in the past were developed for handheld game systems. Since the Nintendo Switch can be played in, both in handheld mode, these titles will potentially give consumers who previously played games on handheld systems a reason to purchase Nintendo Switch. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I kind of hope it means Final Fantasy Tactics is coming to Nintendo Switch. I think that would be so cool. But what does it mean in general? I have no idea. There's a million things that can mean. That can mean... We already know that the Bravely Default team is... Uh, is working on something. I, I believe they announced it. I actually can't remember what it was. I apologize. But, um, yeah. So I, I'd love to see something from Bravely Default. Actually, like the actual series come to Switch. That would be amazing. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Tweet me. Uh, send me a message in Amino. What do you guys think that can mean? Like, what handheld games do you think could see a, a release on Switch? We already know Pokemon. That's the big one, but what else? What else would you guys like to see? I would love to hear what you had to say. And last thing on the news block, crap, hold on. Hey, I put some away that I shouldn't have put away. Okay. Uh, the NES games for May have been announced. Donkey Kong Jr., which actually I played a lot of back in the day, uh, versus Excitebike, which I, I is, if that's the same version as the uh, 3DS Classics one that came out on uh, 3DS, way back in the day. Uh, I played a lot of that one too. And Choo Choo Land, which I've never heard of, but I have heard that it is, that it's good. But uh, yeah, that's all we got for the news block. Let's move on to our deals block. Guys, there's a lot of good deals going on right now. Uh, let's get right down to it. The first two are from Amazon. Tales of Vesperia. If you were, if you have been looking into this, uh, this RPG, now is a good time because it's down to $35 instead of, what was it originally, 50 60 something like that? I think it was $50. Uh, but it's down to $35, which is awesome. And if you're looking for, if you're looking for a good game, a good uh, strategic, fun, I don't know, kind of goofy game, Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle is down to $27.38 on Amazon, which is an excellent price for an excellent game, so... If you're into the into those and you have a couple bucks that you're looking to burn, guess what? Now's a good time to pick up either of those. Now, in the eShop, the way remastered it was $14. It is down to $1. If you have not played this game, I'd imagine now's a good time to do it because you're you're paying a dollar for a $15 game and I don't know what that exactly means, but hey, you're paying a buck. And if it's not too great, if it doesn't quite if it doesn't quite fit your interests, you paid a buck. <laughs> You're not exactly out much. Uh, moving on, Overcooked Special Edition is down to ten dollars from twenty uh, for the King, which is sort of like a. It's like it's based off like a tabletop RPG, so it, it plays like that. But it's down to twenty dollars from twenty-five. So if you're interested in that, there you go. Attack on Titan Two is down to thirty-six dollars from sixty. 
Wizard of Legend, which actually is one of my favorite indie games on the Switch. It looks good. It plays very well. It's super fun. It's down to 10.39 for 15. So if you got if you got an extra 11 bucks, hey, Wizard of Legend is good is a good way to go. Now here's one. Here's a couple that are very interesting. They were very interesting to me when I saw them. I had to I had to bring it up to you guys. SteamWorld Dig, the first SteamWorld Dig is down to $3 from 10. So again, pick this one up and if you don't like it, you're not out that much money, so don't worry about it. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is down to $6 from 20. Now both these games, uh, I mean, SteamWorld Quest just came out, so I imagine the developers are dropping the prices heavily on these guys so they can get people more invested into the series and pick up the new one, which, not a bad thing at all. From what I understand, these games are amazing. I haven't actually played them, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm lame. Now, this is my favorite one. Ukulele, down to $20 from 40 This is 50% off. I think this is the biggest discount we've seen on Ukulele on the Switch so far. I don't think it's going to get much lower. So, if you haven't picked up Ukulele, now is a really good time. Now, we're going to move on to our top 10. Now, I only got one submission for uh, the top 10 list, and I was expecting a few more, but I only got one, but it was very interesting, and it was from my buddy Floops. So thank you, Floops, again, for another top 10 suggestion. If any of you have any top 10 suggestions for like Nintendo Switch related, by all means, send them to me. I would be happy to look through them. If I don't get them to one week, guess what? We're going to be back the next week, so, you know, keep keep throwing me some uh, some top 10 suggestions. I'm super, super open to these, and I love doing them, and I can't come up with them on my own. So, yeah, I'm not that creative, but uh, yeah. Floops' suggestion was top 10 games that I felt instantly validated for purchasing. I thought this was a very interesting question because there's some games where I did feel gradually validated. I felt like, at first, I was like, why, why did I spend money on this? And then I, as I played, I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. And at the end of it, I was like, that was totally, that was totally worth the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks I spent on it. And then there's some games where I was like, why did I spend so much money on this? It is a hunk of something that I'm not going to say on a podcast. I'm not going to say that. I don't think I've ever played a game where I thought this is legitimate garbage, except for one. There was one that I played that I legitimately thought was a steaming pile of garbage. I'm not going to say what it was, but ask me on Twitter. I might say then. <laughs> but, uh, okay, top 10 games that I felt instantly validated for purchasing, meaning as soon, like, as soon as I played it, I loved it from the beginning. At least that's how I'm viewing this. Number 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, I actually got this recently. People were talking about it since the day it came out and I bought my wife a Nintendo switch for last year for her birthday. And, uh, we had been talking about buying Mario Kart, uh, Mario Kart eight for a long time, probably essentially since she bought her switch and we just never did it. And then Easter came around this year and like, we were talking about like, what should we, what should we even like? I bought her a present. She's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't have anything for you. And I was like, uh, well maybe we can finally just, buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and just call it a family present. And she's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So that's what we did. And the second we started playing, I like, I loved it. I absolutely adored Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So I felt very validated for that purchase, even though I wasn't the one that bought it. But she also felt validated for that purchase. Don't worry, I asked her. Uh, number nine, Splatoon 2. 
specifically for my wife. Now, I bought Splatoon 2 back when it first came out, and I, I absolutely adored it. But then I put it I put it down for oh, who knows how long. And then it splat, every time a Splatfest would come around, I'd play it for a couple of days, and then I'd put it down for a while. And then the Splatoon 2 was the first game I bought my wife for the Switch. Actually, the first game I bought her was Hyrule Warriors, and she never touched it. <laughs> she still has not touched it. But Splatoon 2 has, has been one of her favorites. So uh, I bought that for her. And as soon as she started playing, she fell instantly in love with it and never put it down. So I felt validated for that purchase. Number eight, Final Fantasy IX. The Final Fantasy games uh, have been coming out in droves on Switch. And we have, let's see, most of them have been released that have been announced. There's one more, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, that has not yet been released. But... I don't know. Maybe we'll see an actual release date at E3. Maybe they'll do it like a like a shadow drop. Who knows? But Final Fantasy IX, out of all of them that are released, I felt instantly validated. As soon as I picked it up, I remembered how much I loved it. I played through it. I haven't quite beat it yet, just because so many things have gotten in the way. But, man, I love it so much. Number seven is Breath of the Wild. And I put it in seven because that's probably the most obvious. As soon as I played it, I loved it. It's not my favorite Zelda by any means but I really enjoyed it. Number six is Dragon's Dogma. Again, it's it was 30 bucks, and it's just as big as Breath of the Wild. It's not just as big, but it's it's an open-world experience, and it's a lot of fun. I know there's people out there that weren't particularly fond of it, but, hey, it was fun. Number five, ukulele. Uh, when I was a kid, I grew up playing Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, and I love those games. Ukulele is like the perfect uh, successor to those games. It's just amazing it is so much fun and i felt instantly validated after purchasing it final fantasy 12 oh man now i played this on the ps2 edition played about 30 hours of the ps2 edition i don't think i ever really beat it no i didn't i didn't beat it um and then when it came out for switch i was like okay i gotta pick this thing up i love xenoblade chronicles 2 and it's somewhat similar to that so i bought it and the second i started playing it i fell right back in love with Final Fantasy XII. It is amazing. The world is beautiful. The story is very compelling, and the characters themselves are compelling. I know a lot of people complain about Vaughn, but I honestly don't super know why, because I love Vaughn. Number three, Ease 8. Again, uh, this game, like, as soon as I picked it up, as soon as I started playing it, I loved it. And, like, a lot of people complain about that anime aesthetic style for RPGs. I personally don't see it as that big of a deal. For me, gameplay first. Above everything, gameplay first. And Ease 8 sells itself on its gameplay. So, yeah. If you haven't picked up Ease 8, what are you doing? <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. Number two is Mario Odyssey. Now, obviously it's a Mario game. <laughs> I put it in number two because it's been a while since I've really felt invested in a Mario game. And the last Mario game I absolutely loved was Super Mario 64. I actually picked up the DS version of that, which had, you know, playable Yoshi, Wario, and Luigi, as well as Mario, and I loved that version so much, but uh, the original I always went back to, and I always, I always loved the original, and, you know, people swore by Sunshine, I liked it, didn't love it, people swore by Galaxy and Galaxy 2, liked them, didn't love them, <laughs> and Super Mario 3D Land, I also really enjoyed that, but it just wasn't quite what I was looking for in a Mario game and Super Mario 3D World I just I don't know it felt like Super Mario 3D Land 
but it looked a little better. <laughs> so I felt like I was playing the same game on a different system. And while normally that's an okay thing for me, I was just like, why am I playing this game again? You know, I, I beat it. I played it to, I played it till death. Like I, I got through every level, got every single coin. I pretty, I completionist, uh, completionist did, I completed, uh, Super Mario 3D Land, so when I picked up 3D World, I was like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> and when uh, Mario Odyssey came out, it felt like I was going back to my days in childhood. It felt like I was going back to Super Mario 64 with that open, with that openness and with that like kind of collection aspect that was so huge in the Nintendo 64 titles. Uh, again, I instantly fell in love with Mario Odyssey. And number one, go figure, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2. A lot of people said that this game took forever to get into and took forever to like. As soon as I picked it up, I loved it. I loved the world. I loved the characters. I loved the way that, you know, it's almost, it, it almost has kind of a realistic combat aspect to it. And the fact that, you know, you start off and you don't know that much about combat. And as the game progresses, your, your combat abilities evolve. So you're able to do more and more and more, which actually makes a lot of sense realistically because... You don't start off as the world's greatest fighter. <laughs> you, everyone starts off as a rookie, as a novice, as a novice, excuse me, and they move on from there. As they continue to fight, more things open up to them, and they realize they can do more. And I thought that was such a cool, cool aspect of the game. That's it for our top ten. I'm actually not going to do honorable mentions because, I mean, there's there's nothing <laughs> I can really mention here. So we're just going to move right along. Guys, it's time for the question blog, and we got some good ones this time around. Now, if you don't know, we are doing a giveaway, and uh, we'll, we'll be announcing the giveaway here in this block, so stay tuned. But uh, let's, get, let's go through our questions, because the <laughs> what you were supposed to do is ask me a question to be entered into the giveaway, at least if you're on Amino. If you were on Twitter, all you had to do was like, like the tweet, follow me, and leave a comment. And I asked people like if they if they did that, just you know, drop a question as well. Never really happened, but that's okay. So let's get to the questions. From Zephyrin, Zephyrin, I don't know how you pronounce it. Let me know. If I had the keys to make the next entry my favorite or one of my favorite franchises, what would be my take on it? And uh, Zephyrin said that they would like to see like a Dynasty Warriors Pokemon spinoff. I think that'd be kind of cool. It would be hard to do, but it would be interesting. Mm, man, that's a really good question. I should have, I should have predetermined this. Just so you guys know, I don't, I don't predetermine anything that, any of the questions that you guys ask. I'm going to be thinking about it here on the podcast live for you guys. So, well, I guess not live. You'll hear the recording. <laughs> Pre-recorded for you guys. Man, if I could take the entry, hmm. Honestly, I would take Zelda, and I would kind of return it back, because <laughs> I'm super lame like this, I would return it back to the Ocarina of Time style, because, I don't know, that's still my favorite game in the franchise. I think I would do something along the lines of Majora's Mask as well, but just that kind of style. I love that style so much, and Breath of the Wild was fun, but it wasn't quite, I don't know. It wasn't up to my Zelda standards, I guess you could say. It exceeded in a number of ways, but in 
in terms of gameplay, it was, I don't know, I expected a little bit more, I suppose. Uh, I guess I didn't. I looked back on it and thought, man, I would have loved to see, to see things from Ocarina of Time implemented into this. Uh, moving on, from Chris P. Bacon. That's right, Chris P. Bacon has asked me a question. Would you rather be a dog or a cat? <laughs> now, if you'd asked me what, what would I rather have, I'd rather have a dog because they're much easier to train. Now, what, what would I rather be? I'd rather be a cat, specifically because dogs spend their lives like trying to please their masters. Cats, they don't have that problem. They are, they are free to do the frick they want. You know, they're climbing on everything and they're knocking everything over. And what's the worst that happens? They get they get yelled at and they don't give a crap. So, you know, I'd rather be a cat. Uh, and from Bowser or Bowser, what would I do if I owned Nintendo for a day and why? This is an excellent question, and I wish I had an immediate answer, but I do not. the The thing is, with companies as big as Nintendo, there's not much you can do in a single day. But if we're talking hypothetical, say I had the power to do whatever I wanted, and in a single day, say the decision I make will be will be pursued over coming months or coming years. Uh, I I would buy the rights to Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. Nintendo has the money, and I'd be like, hey, let's spend some money so we can make some money. <laughs> let's buy up the Banjo Kazooie franchise and let's re-release them or make more. You know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, next is from La Squadra de Execución. Es uh, I hope I pronounced that right. If I could take the best parts out of games to create my own theoretically perfect game, what parts would I take and what would my perfect game look like? This is very, very difficult. <laughs> I think I would take... Uh, I think I would take the combat of something like Bloodborne. You know, the the... Yeah, like, like the strategically aggressive style of combat, the openness of Breath of the Wild, the character creation of Skyrim, and let's say the graphic style, uh, oop, hold on, almost knocked my mic over, <laughs> uh, the graphic style of maybe, hmm, actually I think I'd stick with Bloodborne for graphic style, maybe aesthetic style. Because it has that kind of gothic uh, Victorian style, and I loved that so much about Bloodborne. So it kind of, you know, the openness of Breath of the Wild, the aesthetic and uh, graphic and gameplay style of Bloodborne, I think would be like the perfect game. I think that would be amazing. Uh, from Julie Jan, if I pronounce that right, if I had to choose a single game to play for the rest of my life, what would it be and why? Now this is. An excellent question, and there's so many options that I can go through. The first one that, come, that would come to mind is Animal Crossing, but I think I would get bored of that after a little while. Uh, let's see. Let's say uh, if I could if I could play online with other players, kind of throw a little variation in there. I would probably say, and if I didn't have to pay for monthly subscriptions. I would probably say Final Fantasy XIV, only because there's so much to it. Uh, there's they're continually adding things to it, and 
you, you can join guilds, you can do side quests, you can keep leveling your character, you can find other jobs and play in those other jobs, level up those jobs. Literally, there's there's so many things that you can do and it would take a long time to do it. So I think if I had to choose a single game to play for the rest of my life, it would be Final Fantasy fourteen. Now, from my buddy, that one JRPG fan, what Switch port was I glad I bought over other ports? Now, the first one that comes to mind for me is Final Fantasy XII, but let's see. Uh, there's also Ease 8, which, I don't know, any JRPG on Switch is preferable, specifically because, you're, I don't know, there's just more openness to it. Uh, it's It becomes much more of a role-playing experience because you can pull your Switch out anywhere and you can play it anywhere. So now you're not just restricted to picking up a controller and watching it on a TV. You can pull it out. You can walk over to your neighbors and you can show them what you're doing or you can go to work and wait, maybe on your lunch or maybe when you're like me and you're waiting on other people. You, you pull it out, you play it for a little while and something comes up, you hit the, you, you put it to sleep, put it away and you go back to what you're doing and then you go back home and maybe you can play it on your TV or maybe somebody's using the TV. You just pull it out and you play it where you're at. I think that's that makes JRPGs a lot easier to consume on a Switch and a lot easier to play. It goes for any franchise, but JRPGs, JRPGs specifically because they're so big. Now, to answer the question, I would I think I would just say uh, Final Fantasy XII because it it feels better, it plays better, it's got more aspects to it than the PS4 version. So, yeah, there's that. Now, Neptunes, I, I apologize for waiting so long for your question. Do we have some news on Damon X Machina's release? We actually do. I, I dug a little while to find the answer to this, and everything I looked at is just a 2019 release, 2019 release. And I found the answer in the most obvious place. I went to the Damon X Machina website, and it said, a summer 2019 release. Now... I think what that means is we're going to have a specific release date coming in E3. So, Neptunes, you don't have to wait that much longer. So, that's pretty cool. But, uh, what that means in summer... Let's see, what do we got coming in summer? Let's Hold on, let's take a look back, look back at what Nintendo's been doing recently with their releases. Now, the first year, the Nintendo Switch, we saw one big release every month. That was, that was their little strategy for the first year. Second year, I think they were leaning more toward more towards third party and more towards uh, indie releases to kind of carry the Switch for the second year. It didn't quite do that. And so a lot of people complain there's not that much coming to Switch in year two. Now year three, uh, essentially from November uh, of 2018, there's, there's been release after release after release. And what I mean by that is there's been a couple big games per month. So November, let's see. In November, we... Actually, I think only we only had World of Final Fantasy in November. In December, we had we had Pokemon, and we had Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And in January, we had Tales of Vesperia. Uh, we had what else did we have? Uh, that's the only one that's coming to mind. Uh, did, was no Kirby was released a long time ago. Never mind. Uh, January, we had Tales of Vesperia and a few others. That, oh, uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. That was the other big one. Uh, and then February, we had uh, the Shadow Drop of Final Fantasy IX. Uh, I think Yoshi came out in February. No. Yoshi came out in March. 
uh, I'm sure there's a few others in February. I I'm not recalling. I, <laughs> I was not paying that close of attention back then, and there was a lot going on in my life. And same with March, I wasn't paying that close of attention, but we had Yoshi's Crafted World, we had Final Fantasy VII, I believe, and uh, uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, which is not that big, but I suppose a big release for the Switch. And in April, we were we were hammered. <laughs> uh, we had, at the very beginning, uh, as I said earlier, Darksiders War Mastered Edition. Then a few weeks later, we had uh, Final Fantasy X, X2 HD Remaster. We had Dragon's Dogma, and then uh, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. And here in May, uh, I think, again, it's going to be more indie-focused this month. But we have Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, we have... Uh, what is it? Blades of something. I don't recall. Uh, another kind of big indie-developed game. Uh, hack and slash kind of game coming out this month. I'm sure we'll see more. So... In, in, in June, <laughs> sorry, moving along, uh, I don't remember exactly what's coming out in June. I know in July we have Fire Emblem, uh, so I would imagine if we see Damon X Machina, or Diamond X Machina, I'm not super sure how to pronounce that, it would be between a July, it would be between July and August, because there's other games that are coming out at that point, and I think Nintendo wants to keep this momentum of having more big games come out more often. I think Diamond X Machina would be releasing either July or August. So, if I were you, I'd plan for that. Maybe sooner, not super sure, but hey, who knows? Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo has a habit of uh, being a little unpredictable. And, uh, hey, guys, guess what? Again, guess what? <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's do our giveaway winner. Our giveaway winner this time is JC, who contacted me via Twitter. Now, if you didn't win, don't worry about it. There will be more giveaways in the future. But you got to do a little something for me. Because what I want to do, because I, I've never actually won anything in my entire life. And so what I want to do for you guys is to have multi-winner multi giveaways. So even if you're not the first winner, guess what? There will be more opportunities. Uh, also, by the way, JC, if you don't contact me by next Thursday, we're going to re-roll. So, yeah, get a hold of me. Send me a, send me a tweet on Twitter. Let me know that you uh, listen to the podcast. So that way I know that you're, you know, that you won. And that you acknowledge your, uh, you acknowledge that you won. So that way I can actually send you your stuff. Uh, again, giveaway was a $20 eShop gift card. So that's pretty cool. But in the future... I want to do multi-winner giveaways. In order for me to do that, you guys got to do something for me. I want you guys to go out and share this podcast with as many as you can. Share it with your friends. Tell them to share it with their friends. Tell their friends to share it with their friends. And just keep moving it along like that. Just word of mouth kind of deal. You know, advertise this podcast. Tell everybody to listen to it. It's available on most platforms. The platform that would be preferable for me specifically would be Anchor. Now, anchor.fm uh, forward slash uh, Brady, B-R-A-D-Y dash Linky, L-A-N-K-E-Y, is where you can find these podcasts. Uh, but you can find it on, you can find uh, Flip, Switch, Flip the Switch on Spotify. Find, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Virtually anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll be able to find it. So... Uh, when you hear this uh, little message, 
guys, go tell people. Go let them know what we're doing here. And uh, help build this thing up because this isn't just for me. This is for you guys. Build this thing up. Get me. Get, get some more listeners to the podcast. And we will do bigger, better giveaways. We'll do multi-winner giveaways. So that way I'm not just giving away one thing. I'm giving away five or six. So that way you guys have more opportunity to get to get something out of this. So uh, whatever you guys give to me, I will give back to you. That's the deal here. So help me do that. And that is the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And again, share this podcast. Let people know. So that way I can give you more stuff. And uh, congratulations to JC. If you don't, again, if you don't contact me within a week, that is by next Thursday, I'm, I'm going to have to re-roll, but let's hope you contact me. Anyway, take care, guys. It was fun. Have a good one.